Well, preacher, I'm a pretty good person. Why would I have to go to hell? I'm just as good as they are. Why would God send me to hell? I'm doing the best I can. Won't that take me to heaven? These are just a few of the questions that we'll be talking about for the next several weeks. Welcome back to Someone's Praying for You. Today, Evangelist Areza starts a series entitled Let's Come to a Conclusion on Works for Salvation from Romans chapter 3. Your belief about salvation of the soul depends on either done or doing. Stay tuned to find out which one you are trusting in and what you can expect. With your Bible open to Romans chapter 3, let's join Brother Areza. But God commendeth his love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Romans chapter 5 and verse number 8. Well, friends, once again, what a joy and honor it is to have you tuning in to the broadcast today. We're going to be looking to the book of Romans. If you are able to grab a hold of an old-fashioned King James Version of the Bible, Look with me to the book of Romans. We're going to start out in the third chapter of the book of Romans here in just a little bit. I am so glad to have you tuning in today. Hey, friend, won't you take a minute right now and send out a text or a message on social media and invite somebody to listen in to the station that you're listening to this broadcast or log on to WVGVradio.com and to hear what's going on there at our station here in North Central West Virginia. And uh, just got a great theme that we're going to be speaking on for the next couple of weeks and uh, from the book of Romans and the third chapter. What a great, great book this is here, the book of Romans. It's uh, really, it's the treatise on the doctrine of justification and explains the grace of God and and tells us about uh, the importance of all the people of the world, all the races of the world, uh, and uh, God's purpose and plan in them, and uh, brings to us a clear, clear understanding of salvation by grace through faith, apart from works. So if you're able to grab a hold of your Bible, get a hold of it, and look to Romans chapter number 3. We're going to be reading verse number 19 through verse number 28. My text verse is verse number 28. But in this great book, the book of Romans, God reveals man's true condition. Without a doubt, we're going to see that man is, he is sinful to the very core of his being. The Bible says that uh, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of of God. You see, it shows us that man is destitute of all righteousness. It shows us that man's man is. Man is. And when I'm talking about man is, I'm including you and me. Man is positively and negatively bad. It's our very nature. We are all born into this world sinners before God corrupt. The book shows us that the whole world is literally guilty before God. The entire world stands guilty before God. And Jew and Gentile both are lost. You see, the book of Romans sets the stage 
and upon that dark background about the sinfulness of man, upon that dark background, God writes the story of his great love for mankind, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Isn't that absolutely wonderful? Well, we're going to pause for a word of prayer right now. Then we're going to enjoy a beautiful song by Rejoice Singers. The song is entitled, In Christ Alone. Good song for us as we're moving into the book of Romans. Father, we come to you today. We first of all want to thank you for Jesus and all that he is in our lives and he means to us, Lord, and all that he did. Lord, when he came to this sin-cursed world, and we just pray now, Lord, for his blessing and care and watch upon our lives. Thank you for all these precious ones that listen week after week. A lot of burdens are represented by this audience. And we just pray for help from heaven. Vain is the help of men. Bless us with great understanding about justification. For it's in the precious name of Jesus, our risen Savior, that we pray. Amen. And amen. In Christ alone my hope is found. He is my light, my strength, my song. This cornerstone, this solid ground, firm through the fiercest drought and storm. What heights of love, what depths of peace, when fears are stilled, when striving cease. My comforter, my all in all, here in the love of Christ I stand. In Christ alone, in Christ fullness of God in helpless faith. This gift this of gift love, of love and righteous righteousness Torn by the ones he came to save Till on the cross Jesus died The wrath of God was satisfied For every, For every sin on him was made Here in the death of Christ Then bursting forth his glorious day, up from the grave he rose again. And as he stands in victory, sin's curse has lost its grip on me. For I am his and he is mine, bought with the precious blood of Christ. No guilt of life, no fear in death. This is the power of Christ in me. From life's first cry to final breath, Jesus commands my destiny. No power of hell, no scheme of man can ever remove me from 
study by going to the first chapter of the book of Romans, chapter 1, verse number 1, and giving you the introductory verses uh, of the book of Romans, and it begins with these words, Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, separated unto the gospel of God, which he hath promised before his prophets in the Holy Scriptures. Now notice what it says in verse number 3, concerning his son, Jesus Christ our Lord, which was made of the seed of David according to the flesh, and declared to be the Son of God with power according to the Spirit of holiness by the resurrection from the dead, by whom we have received grace and apostleship for obedience to the faith among all nations for his name among whom are ye also called, excuse me, the called of Jesus Christ. And then verse 7, to all that be in Rome, beloved of God, called to be saints, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. The book of Romans supplies us the source and the center of the salvation of all of mankind. And conclusively, it is the sacrificial work of Christ upon the cross in which the righteousness of God is now manifested, no longer condemning the guilty sinner, but, but covering every sinner with the blood of Jesus Christ who believes in the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, our study is going to be going or primarily taken from the third chapter of the book of Romans, Romans chapter number three. And once again, if you have a Bible, let me invite you to turn over to Romans chapter number three, and, uh, and we're going to work our way down the passage. You see, chapter three brings to a conclusion the myth that works can acquire or even aid in salvation not just in chapter number three, but is expounded upon all throughout the book and some of other Paul's shorter epistles. Now I'm going to begin reading to you verse number one of Romans chapter number three, verse one, Romans three, and it says this, What advantage then hath the Jew, or what profit is there in circumcision? Now the apostle is just laying out the fact that the Jews do not have a corner on the truth. If they're going to be saved, they're going to have to be saved the same way that any Gentile has to be saved, and that is by grace through faith in the shed blood of Jesus Christ, his work upon the cross. He begins, he goes on more in verse number two, much more every way cheaply because that unto them are committed the oracles of God. So it's kind of like to whom much is given, much is required. I mean, the fact that God gave us the scriptures through the nation of Israel makes it more evident, makes it more, uh, more 
I guess I would say, more important to them than anyone else, if you want to use those terms, because God gave us the story of the gospel creation through his chosen people. For what if some did not believe, shall their unbelief make the faith of God without effect? Remember, he's asking a question. God forbid. Now he answers it. Yea, let God be true, but every man a liar, as it is written, that thou mightest be justified in thy sayings, and mightest overcome when thou art judge. Now we're going to go down to verse number 19, as we are laying a foundation for the message today, for this series, let's come to a conclusion. Now I'm picking it up in verse number 19. The Bible says here, Now we know that what things soever the law saith, it saith to them who are under the law, that every mouth may be stopped, and all the world may become guilty before God. Verse number 20, Therefore by the deeds of the law shall no flesh be justified in his sight, for by the law is the knowledge of sin. Now I want you to listen to me. Because time and time again, when I talk to people about their soul, many times I will open a conversation to the gospel, open a conversation uh, wanting to deal with someone's, uh, their eternal salvation, whether they've been saved or not. Many times I'll open the conversation with the, with the question, if something tragic were to happen to you today, now God forbid, but if something tragic were to happen, do you know for sure that you're going to heaven when you die, or do you have any doubts about it? And so many times people say, uh, yes, I know, how I'm gonna, I know that I'm going to go to heaven. Well, the only follow-up question that you could ask if you're concerned with people's souls is the question, how do you know? I mean, how do you know? You say you know you're going to heaven. How do you know you're going to heaven? And then they're going to give you a Bible answer. And the Bible answer is, I've been saved. The Bible answer is, I've received Jesus Christ as my personal Savior. The Bible, uh, the Bible answer is, I have been born again, born of the Spirit. I've been redeemed uh, by the blood of the Lamb, the Lord Jesus Christ. But so many times, that's not the answer that is given. The answer that's given is simply, well, I'm a pretty good person. I don't hurt anybody. I give money to charity. Uh, I'm a pretty good person. I think I'm okay. Well, and then sometimes they'll say, you know, com me compared to this person here, I'm a pretty good person. But friend, that's when you have to understand that you can't compare yourself to another human being. I mean, the Bible says, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Don't compare yourself with another human being because uh, I'm sure the person you will compare yourself to you will outdo them, so to speak. You will be have the appearance that you are a better person than they are. But my friend, it's not comparing ourselves with somebody else. It is comparing what we believe and what we are trusting in compared to what the Scriptures say. So I believe what verse number 19 and 20 is simply saying to us it's just simply the fact that the law speaks to us. And what does the law speak to us about? 
it says, listen, that every mouth may be stopped and all the world may become guilty before God. You see, the law speaks to us that we are not perfect and we have broken God's laws and we stand guilty before God. And then on top of that, we go to the 20th verse, therefore by the deeds of the law, there shall no flesh be justified in his sight, for by the deeds of the law. Now, what could that mean? What does he mean when he talks about the deeds of the law? Now, I want you to get your Bible, and I want you to look at this verse here and some other verses. The Bible says in Matthew twenty-two thirty-seven that we're to love. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind, Matthew chapter 22, verse number 37. So the commandment is, you shall have no other gods before me. Love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Uh, also, in uh, 1 John five twenty-two, keep yourselves from idols. In other words, don't make any yourselves any idols. Don't worship idols. James 5 and verse 12, don't take the Lord thy God's name in vain. Matthew chapter 19, verse 16 through 21, honor your father and your mother. Uh, Matthew chapter 19, verse number 16, also, uh, thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not steal. All of those are mentioned in Matthew chapter number 19. Thou shalt not bear false witness against thy neighbor, also mentioned in Matthew chapter 19. Thou shalt not covet. Thy neighbor's wife. God mentions covetousness, the sin, in Colossians chapter 3 and verse number 5. So you see, the law speaks to us. And he says in verse number 20 of our text, of our passage there, Romans chapter number 3, the Bible specifically says about the, uh, about the law, about the deeds of the law, that there's no flesh justified by the deeds of the law. What are we talking about? The deeds of the law. Shall no flesh be justified in his sight, for by the law is the knowledge of sin. So the law speaks to us, and it tells us you can't keep them. It says uh, you're, you're not going to be justified. The law cannot and will not justify anybody. The law speaks to us that it's absolutely impossible for you to keep the deeds of the law. And if you think that keeping the deeds of the law are going to save you, then friend, your answer is not a Bible answer. Therefore, your answer is wrong. Verse number 22 tells us that the righteousness of God is available to all by faith. Hey, listen to the verse again. Listen to the verse. Hey, Romans chapter number 3 and verse number 22. The Bible says, even the righteousness of God, which is by faith of Jesus Christ, unto all and upon all them that believe, for there is no difference. Listen to the verse. Even the righteousness of God, which is by faith, by faith of Jesus Christ, unto all and upon all that believe, for there is no difference. You see, when you believe... You are going to call. When you call, you're going to believe. Amen. You're going to believe in Christ for salvation. And it's all by faith. It's not the doing of the deeds. Listen to verse number 23. For all have sinned 
and come short of the glory of God. That's talking about you, my friend. That includes you. So when somebody says, I'm going to be okay because I'm doing the best I can, I pray, I read my Bible some, I try to help out in charity, I try to do good things and treat my neighbors right. Folks, listen, you might be, you might be keeping some of the commandments, but you're not keeping all of the commandments. And if you're not keeping all of the commandments, then you have broken all of them. Because if you've offended in one point, the scriptures say you are guilty of all. Now look at verse number 24, or at least listen to verse number 24, if you don't have access to a Bible. Being justified freely by His grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. Oh, praise the Lord. You see, justification is through the redemption which is in Christ, and it's by grace. Verse number 25, Whom God hath set forth to be a propitiation through faith in His blood to declare His righteousness for the remission of sins that are passed through the forbearance of God. Now notice that word propitiation. It is the act of appeasing wrath and conciliating the favor of an offended person. Now with that in mind, with that definition in mind, now think about the verse. Whom God had set forth to be a propitiation through faith in His blood. Whose blood is it? It's in the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Faith in His blood to declare His righteousness for the remission of sins that are passed through the forbearance of God. You see, friend, uh, salvation is not keeping of the deeds of the law. You need true righteousness, not your own righteousness, which the Bible says are as filthy rags. So when you put your faith and trust in the righteousness of God, Jesus Christ, then His righteousness are put onto your account. They are imputed unto you while your sin was put on the Lord Jesus Christ. Friend, we're going to have to wrap this study up. I am so glad that you've tuned in. Be sure and to join us next week for part number two of Let's Come to a Conclusion. Be encouraged, friends, and remember, someone is praying for you. Thank you for joining us today. If you have a question or want to make a comment to Evangelist Teresa, the easiest way is to text. The number is 304-782-0594. Once again, 304-782-0594. Be sure to invite a friend to join you next week at this time on this station. Someone's Praying for You is a Gospel Voice production. Do the clouds around you gather In the midst of the storm Is your ship tossed and battered? Are you weary and worn? Don't lose hope, someone's praying for you This very day, and peace be still It's already on the way
Someone is pro-